The MX Vice Show. All right, welcome everybody to episode 141 of the NX Vice Show. We have an action-packed show ready for today. But before we welcome the great man Max Spees, the exciting German writer, we'd firstly like to thank our sponsors for part one in Parts Europe. Parts Europe distributes spare parts, accessories and rider equipment for all motorbike segments in Europe. We support the sport tagline is fortified through the Thor and Moose house brands and their support of world elite MX riders like Valandrin, Prado, Lagenfelder, Guadagnini, Jonas Bogers, and nine times world champion Thor ambassador Tony Cairoli. Your parts of your dealer has access to all the big brands for your motocross and enduro bike, Necken, Pro Circuit, FMF, ODI, Cycro, Renthal, Recluse, and many, many more in stock ready to be shipped. Check out their website at partseurope.eu or contact your local parts of Europe dealer. With a dealer network of over 10,000 shops, we're sure there is one close to you. All right, welcome to the show, Max Spees. Thanks for taking the time, mate. Fresh off winning your first ever 450 overall in the ADAC in Tensfield in fine style, mate. Talk us through the weekend. How was it? Hello, everyone, first of all. Um, yeah, it was a good weekend. Uh, I was looking for the win, and uh, in the end, I did it. So <laughs> the plan was working. Let's say it like that. <laughs> oh, mate, it was a great weekend. You were riding really well. The track looked pretty difficult, pretty like sort of sketchy bumps, even though it was a very sandy track. You obviously handled it well. You could see watching the stream, you had a really great flow going, railing outsides, cutting inside when you needed to, made some nice aggressive passes. I was talking to Adam Sterry the other day and you sort of uh, knocked him off the, <laughs> that little section and knocked him off the podium in that one, mate, because he got fourth. But yeah, congratulations again, mate. The riding was great. And just talk us through the motos and your mindset and how you managed the weekend. Yeah, it was some good racing we had. I mean, like, I took my first pole position uh, in qualifying, so that already started well. And then uh, we had the first moto on, on Saturday. Uh, I took a decent start. And then, like, in second or third corner of the track, uh, <laughs> I passed, like, four guys in 50 meters. I I remember Tom, my teammate, coming up to me in the on the weekend and say it was just after the race, and he said, like, how did you just pass all of us in <laughs> that tight spot, you know? I was like, I don't know. I just sent it. <laughs> so, yeah, there was like a small wave into a 180-degree corner with like no outside corner. So it was flat corner. Um, yeah, all the other guys in front of me was just hitting the brakes and I took a long jump on the outside line jumped uh, like almost yeah, completely into the corner, landed beside the first guy of the group and yeah, I just went full throttle around the outside and passed everyone. So I don't know. Yeah, so I just went around the outside and yeah, it worked. And after that, I did a couple of more great uh, or aggressive passes and um, was able to take over the lead in the third lap. And after that, I never gave it away. Uh, Tom Koch, my teammate, he was uh, behind me and we had a gap like between five to seven seconds. And yeah, I I was managing this one over the whole race. And in the end, I took my first motor win in the uh, 450 class. I mean, that already was a great achievement for me, but I was looking for the overall. And on Sunday, uh, 
yeah, the track was more difficult than uh, than on Saturday for sure because they don't shape it so much. Um, we had some some corners and uh, yeah, some straights that uh, they don't shape over the whole weekend. So this one was quite sketchy because yeah, the sand it was not the same like we have in Lommel or on him. It is uh, a little bit a little bit more hard underneath. Yeah, and. Yeah, the waves, the waves on the straights was like short waves with bumps inside. So you need a little bit def- different setup on the bike for sure. But yeah, second moto um, had a good start again around ten position. It was it was okay. Uh, then also made aggressive moves to the front where I had uh, Jody Tixie and uh, Adam Sterry in front of me, and both of them was. Uh, Fighting, fighting each other. Uh, so I was the third guy who joined it. <laughs> um, suddenly, uh, I was at Jody's back wheel. He was uh, having, uh, yeah, good. Uh, let's say good control um, about the lines on the track. So he switched lines a lot, and I wasn't able to find a good way around. So I needed some time with this one. Um, then he passed uh, Adam, and I was at Adam's back wheel then. Also needed a little bit of time there, but in the end I passed Adam and uh, was trying to go behind Jordi. He already had like a five-second gap, I think. Um, but the problem I had was the levers. There was uh, quite a lot out of on this track because, yeah, the other riders wasn't uh, having... Such great skills like uh, we had in out in front. So, yeah, they was fighting, we was fighting, but in the end, the lepers won because they just yeah went into the corners. I needed to stop sometime. Like I remember one guy, he just took me out. I went straight over the corner and was looking back like shit. Where's where's Adam? Like. For sure, he catch me again, and I was so afraid of that. But yeah, went second place in that second moto, and then it started raining. <laughs> so I remember like the last races we had in the MXGP and the ADAC, there was always rain. It was always mud racing. And for sure, I doesn't want it another one, but yeah, the rain stopped like in front of our last moto. So that was good, but. Fortunately, um, when the gate drops, my back wheel just slided away over the closed gate. So, yeah, it doesn't have a great jump out of the gate then. But um, also, Jolly don't have. And Jolly was fighting with me for the overall win. But, yeah, in the end, I was able to have a good ride and uh, get up to the front again. I was in fourth position. Like after maybe ten minutes of the race, but I had a little problem with my uh, radiator cap. It just opened up. Yeah, and... I saw the bike standing there. I was a bit worried. Yeah, the... yeah, the bike was smoking, and uh, the mechanics in the pit lane, the guys outside of the track, the spectators, uh, the everyone, everyone was just like, please. Don't let the bike break up. I was like so afraid that the bike just stops, you know, because when you have no water inside, for sure, 
on a track like this the bike will not uh will not work for a long time in the end uh i was able to close the cap again in some some longer jumps uh had some skills about that but the whip king <laughs> yeah the whip king i i doesn't whip when i close it but <laughs> i mean it worked it worked and i was able to go ahead and in the last couple of minutes i saw adam in front of me and i was like okay normally um you can stay in this position and still get the overall win so you don't need to take any risk you just can ride safe and you know take the victory but i was seeing also the championship because adam and jody they are in front of me in the championship and there's like two events to go and you know not not many points uh, to go in third place in the championship so uh, i needed to take him you know i needed to overtake him <laughs> and i did it in two laps to go i just uh went for it and pushed so hard and gave it gave all my energy i had and there was a spot where i was looking for um the problem was uh adam he normally closed the door and there was no way i could i could pass him there but i just went for it and i mean yeah we we hit each other but no one was going down so <laughs> That was okay. It was kind of a clean pass. Uh, <laughs> the fans love it. So <laughs> it was great racing. That was great racing. And yeah, after I overtook him, I just tried to stay on the bike. I I was doing one small bubble in front of the pit lane where my front wheel just slided away and my long legs just hold me on the bike. So. I had a bit of luck there, and after it, I was watching into the pit line where I see my mechanic's face. <laughs> <laughs> he was he was so scared that I crashed. It was the last lap, and yeah, but we took the win, and that was uh, another step for me um, for the future, also. So yeah, want to thank everyone. Um, the team, uh, my parents, uh, everyone who was supporting me in the past and still does it. Uh, it was a great uh, journey till now. And I think if we do it like we did it, we can go much further. Yeah, absolutely, mate. It's been a great year of progress. And I think we spoke after Latvia last time, heading into your home GP. And you had another mud yeah. race that ended up with the, or kind of muddy in the sand. Another, the wet weather seems to be following you, mate. But yeah, no, it's just sort of a great sort of testament to your progress this year, getting the win, mate. Everything's just, you're just working hard. There's been obviously ups and downs, like in Spain, you had a pretty big off, mate, but everything's going really well. And just how was the celebration afterwards, mate? Did you have a few beers or go out for some food or something afterwards, mate? Because you definitely earned it on that tough track. I mean, um, yeah, we had some kind of celebrations. I mean, I wrapped my bike when I was going to the podium. So that was one of them. <laughs> and after, yeah, we uh, we just celebrated with the team. Like, when I came back with my bike, um, everyone was just staying there and, uh, you know, cheering, cheering on me. So that was a great feeling. Um, yeah, but the team needed to go home to... Uh, 
set up the bikes again and I was uh, going with my parents and my my physio to the uh, next restaurant and have a good have a good evening there so I doesn't drink any beer we are still in the season we still need to have focus so a couple of races to go but I think like after the last race of the year we can do we can do have a good party. <laughs> yeah, mate, absolutely. And how was the recovery in the last couple of days? Obviously, a lot of brutal racing. It's a lot of racing you guys get through on a weekend, but it is a cool format in the ADAC with the three motos. It's really good for the fans, obviously. And they always come out in force. It's well supported. And the series is super strong too, obviously, on the weekend. You know, Nagel, Titier, yourself, Cock Brothers. There's heaps of guys. And obviously, Guys that have come back from racing in America, like Terrasac and Van Berkel, were out there as well. So, how's the recovery been, mate? And uh, the level's really good in the ADAC, and I don't know if everyone just realizes how good it is, do they? Yeah, I mean, to recover from all this racing is not easy for sure. We have a lot of GP races, we have a lot of ADAC races, and I have been racing like uh, all week long. I think the last break I had was before Lockett, and before this, I was racing 12 weeks in a row. So uh, yeah, after uh, after the races, I'm always going on the bicycle to recover, and not having too many motors inside the week, um, because yeah, we have enough bike time on the weekends. Um, yeah, it's not easy to do this to get uh, ready for it, especially now after Arnhem, um, a weekend where the track was for me more difficult to race like normal um also because we had 30 degrees outside it was so exhausting i mean we saw all the the front runners also struggling um it was brutal uh but i'm surprised how well i have recovered after this race um i wasn't so much on the bike in the week uh i tried to stay out of sun um yeah, it worked. I mean, it worked. And now we have one week break. That's good. Uh, one week touching no bike. It's uh, it's not easy for sure because yeah, tracks are looking good outside. <laughs> <laughs> that's so, a busy schedule to... for you, mate. That's for sure. Yeah, for sure. And uh, yeah, the Levy and the Adak. It's quite, it's quite good. I mean, we have a couple of GP guys. We have I mean, the best riders out of Europe that are maybe not uh, factory riders, but the B riders. Um, also, we got a world champion like Jody Tixier inside. Uh, Max Nagel, who was vice world champion. Um, yeah, we have, we have a lot of good guys inside there and it's great uh, to have three motors also because you can, you can learn a lot. And you have enough time on the bike. It's almost like a GP weekend. We are racing 25 minutes plus two two laps. Um, in GP, we do 30, okay. But um, yeah, in GP, we have one qualifying race. It's only 20 minutes. Uh, and the tracks are also quite difficult. We have in the other, like some tracks. Yeah, they are a little bit too easy for me. Like Bierstein, it was... Very tight track, um, super slick, and not so many, not so many lines to pass. But we see also tracks like this in GP, like uh, Udevala. Um, everyone was like complaining about the track 
how it developed. Like no one was able to pass. Um, also see it that it happened there, but yeah, in the end, Adak is a very good championship to grow. We see like Jet Lawrence growing out of that, and we see him now over there, like being one of the fastest riders in the world, or maybe being the fastest rider in the world. Um, yeah, not only him. We also have Ken Roxon. Uh, what else we got? Oh, it was uh, cool Rennie to Hoffman see was, Herlings uh, and Jonas did the previous round. That was pretty cool too. Did you see an uptick in yeah. that? There was heaps more people there, even though the weather wasn't so good on the Sunday. Yeah, we were so unlucky with the weather. I mean, <laughs> it could hit worse, but yeah, it couldn't get worse normally. <laughs> yeah. The rain was already enough for the trick. There was like one thunderstorm 30 kilometers away from us. It was snowing. There was 30 centimeters of snow. 30 centimeters of snow. In the summer. <laughs> In the summer. Like, what is going on, you know? What is going on? I think if this thunderstorm just hit us, it, it would have been a great picture at the starting line, eh? Yeah. Now that looked like a brutal <laughs> but, day, that one. Yeah, it, it was. It was, because... You see Hollings out there. I mean, he took the whole shot. He was riding very good in the first laps, but as the race goes ahead, he also was struggling a lot. Like when I watched the last laps of the live stream, um, he also doesn't look that confident anymore and also do a lot of mistakes. But this was more kind of an enduro race, not a motocross race anymore. Yeah, well said, mate. And just, I wanted to ask you about the tracks. Obviously, there's been some really tight ones, ones that test different areas of your skills. Obviously, since you've come back, you've had the Czech one at Locket. You've had Lommel, Finland, Sweden, Arnhem. There's been a variety of tracks. A lot of guys have had some, you know, things to say about, especially Sweden, where Fevre was like, this isn't really racing. This isn't motocross. We're supposed to be able to pass. This isn't good for us as riders, for the battling side of it. And it's not good for the fans either that pay their money and want to see great action so just your thoughts on some of them mate your favorites ones you didn't enjoy so much and i guess how did you find that new lommel layout it looked pretty brutal a lot of the guys saying it was hard to get the flow the way the bumps developed even prado was struggling quite a lot on it yeah your thoughts on that they just couldn't sort of keep the momentum and you know carry that speed like they usually do so we'd like to hear your thoughts on those ones um yeah for sure we had we had good tracks i mean lommel was one of the tracks i liked in the beginning it was much different than the track was before. Um, but after we had qualifying race, I started to like it because lines came inside, the, the flow of normal came inside again. And yeah, we also had some pretty, pretty uh, technical spots like the waves around the long 180 degree corner. I mean, this was the most technical part of the track where you see all the top riders also struggling. Um, but yeah, this was one of the of the good tracks, I, I think, because he was able to pass everywhere. There was everywhere lines to pass. Um, then also we had tracks like like in Fanta. And Fanta, when I came there, my my first thoughts was like, uh, okay, we are at the regional championship. <laughs> the regional championships. Because the track wasn't that long. I mean, we had lap time of 135, I think, in the beginning when it was flat. 
Yeah. Um, and the weather was terrible was, there too. <laughs> I mean, qualifying the first two laps was good, but after it just was like jet ski riding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was so sketchy. <laughs> I never seen something like that, that the track gets from five minutes of rain underwater. Yeah. Like everything was underwater. Um, so, yeah, this track was was already tight. Then we had some good racing there. I mean, it was okay. Like, first moto was, yeah, more difficult to pass. Second moto, when the bumps got bigger, the waves got bigger, we had more lines um, where we was looking for. So, yeah, second moto was already better, but still, this kind of track is not... Uh, a track how HP should look like, I think. When we look over to the United States, how the tracks are looking there, it's so much different. And I think that's way more motocross and more the level we should we should go than we are doing now. Um, Udevala in Sweden isn't a bad track, actually. I mean, I enjoyed it the last years, but this year it was it was strange the lines doesn't develop good um yeah also the rain was that was coming uh nobody can do something about this you know it, it this this just happened so but still they took all the outside lines away and yeah was they put some so funny rollers in and some little pass. obstacles that were a bit strange too didn't they yeah, they did, and all all the corners was like off cameras, you know. It was strange. It was strange. It wasn't so good than it was the last years. Yeah, that so, was Yeah, then we had track like Locket. Locket is old school. I mean, they doesn't change anything on the track since maybe ten years, I guess. <laughs> uh, but still, I did a very good race there. I was riding the top 10 for a very long time and uh, was going the speed of the front runners. So can't say anything about that in the end. Uh, it is different. And I think it's nice to have different tracks in the calendar, calendar because every rider can show where he's good at. And if you want to be world champion, you need to be good everywhere. So that's, that's one good thing, but still the track should the track should be like uh good to race on and not a kid's track, you know. Yeah, you're like the world championship, you're the best guys in the world and you probably deserve the best tracks in the world as well, mate. You obviously look at America, they're so massive, they're wide, obviously they don't have the space and that kind of stuff in Europe, a lot of these places. Yeah. But yeah, there's definitely room for improvement there because you know, you guys, you know, you got four fifties, you need big tracks, you know, these little narrow tracks there they're almost too much for 250. So it just makes it a little bit more harder for you guys. And it doesn't make it as good a spectacle, even though the racing you guys always produce is really good. But I just wanted to talk about Lommel quickly again. You got your first qualifying race points there, mate. Must have been pretty cool, that one as well. <laughs> yeah, this one. This one was good, yeah. <laughs> um, already had a good time practice and then uh, qualifying race started. And... I was pushing a lot, I, I think. Um, finishing nine in the end was definitely one of the biggest achievements I did this season. 
So being the first German rider who gets qualifying points this year um, is a great feeling. And also in the rookie season to get into the top 10, that was great. And then when I line up for the, for the main races on Sunday, um, just standing beside or well, standing in front of Tim Geiser, actually in the, in the pre-start, um, all standing between all the, the riders I was looking up to in the past. Um, it's a crazy feeling. And I think I managed, I managed it good in the end because I keep calm and I did very good racing, like first moto started well, like around 12, then was pushing into eighth place uh, where Van Hurubek and uh, Fernandez was in front of me and was, yeah, was doing quite some pressure on them uh, until I think after uh, 15 to 20 minutes of the race, I did a small mistake and I yeah, just started over the front wheel. So that was a hard one for me. <laughs> My heart, my heart broke at this point uh, because the speed I was going was good for a sixth position in this race. Um, in the end, I got 12. What is, what is still good? I wasn't that far away um, from that top 10 spot. Uh, I think it was like five seconds in the end. So this was a good one. Unfortunately, stuck moto. Um, it's bad luck. Bad luck kicked in again. Um, my radiator cap opened up like like intense field, but worse. You know, it just was worse. <laughs> um, we had a different one there. It was a standard one like you have on the 23 KDM. And everyone who, who already saw it or have it knows it's not easy to close it. So I needed to stop the bike. I need to take both of my hands to close it. And... I lost some time again, and in the end, I think I got 13 in this moto, I guess. I think I think it was 13th position in second moto. Still good. So, it's still good. It's still good. Um, everyone was happy with this, and it wasn't, I think it wasn't the last race where, where I can do a top 10. Yeah. Now, the development improvement's been massive, mate. It's so cool. Like we spoke last time, you said... You know, a few years ago, you were getting lapped in AMX 250 and look where you are now. The You know, the development is just so fast yeah. and it's so cool to see, mate. And oh, It must have been pretty awesome. I wanted to touch back on your home GP because yeah, we spoke just before it last time. How was it? Looked like a real blast there, mate. Uh, you had the lit kit going. The helmet was good. You had your own merch. The fans looked amazing. There was that cool moment after the race where you all the German riders were just on the jump and all the fans <laughs> came in wanting the jerseys, had the flares, had the chainsaws. You guys got swarmed, mate. And did you hit the camping area? <laughs> the, the fans seemed to really love you guys. Yeah. Sure. yeah. <laughs> I mean, touch time, it was set on fire. <laughs> it was it was so crazy. I think the, the most craziest GP of the year. I mean, after Kenny was going to the United States in Germany, the fans, the, the fan base was going a little bit backwards, but as more and more German riders coming back into the World Championship, um, it just grows up. And I think right now it's uh, oh, it's crazy. It's so crazy. I mean, we had a lit kit for, for the race and the racing was also not so bad. I mean, I had 
I had bad starts there. Um, speed was good. Uh, I think I was 17 in the no, 16 in second motor and 18 in first motor, I think. 18 or 19. It was okay. Um, not what I wanted, but still the crowd was going nuts, you know. After the second motor, all the all the riders from Germany who finished the race was going over to the yeah. I would say um, nations, uh, nations wall. We say like nations wall, you know, where all the all the crazy guys stays with the chainsaws. <laughs> and there was one thing where they doesn't believe would happen, and everyone jumped over the fence yeah. and came on the track. That was so crazy. Like, if I doesn't wear my helmet, if I doesn't wear my goggles. And don't uh, hold on the handlebar. They would rip everything off of me, you know? <laughs> like, they wanted everything. Like, I took off my goggle, and it was like, I need your goggle, I need your goggle. And I just hold it tight and like, no, no, it's my one. <laughs> I need it. And also the helmet. I took it off, and there was guys like, hey, can I have it? Can I have it? I hold it for you. I hold it for you. I was like, no way. No way you hold it for me. <laughs> And in the end, I just throw away my gloves that uh, <laughs> someone still get anything. You know, I was I was uh, surprised how it turned out, and also on the camping area, it was some wild evenings, like water slides, <laughs> water slides, uh, guys running around <laughs> almost naked. Um, small mopeds with no exhaust, uh, big mopeds with no exhaust, doing burnouts and getting on fire. <laughs> that was crazy. Oh, mate, they <laughs> love it, some don't crazy they? Nights. I suppose that would have been a bit of a distraction, I guess, with the racing because there was so much to deal with, all the posters you would have been signing, all that sort of extra attention. And I suppose it would have been amplified because Simon Langenfelder wasn't actually racing that weekend, who's another great young German rider. So did you find it a bit draining by the end of it, having to deal with that and racing? You would have been probably mentally exhausted from that too. Yeah, I mean, for Simon, it was it was very sad that he wasn't able to race, but still he was at the track and the fans going going wild when when they when they saw him um then we also had the the paddock show uh on saturday and uh i, I just got pictures like two or three weeks ago from the mxgp guys um that was a good one that was a good one we celebrated good and all the other riders uh, that was uh, on the stage there <laughs> I think they were surprised how the German crowds performed. <laughs> so, yeah, definitely looking forward for the next GP next year in Germany. So, can't wait for this one. <laughs> yeah, mate. You might even be seeing some more of them in France at Erne for the Motocross of Nations. Obviously, you'd be a prime contender for that. Obviously, you got you, Koch, Langenfeld, and Nagel. And there's always hope that Roxon might come and do it again, mate. But uh, it's obviously unlikely. But that's definitely on your radar, mate. Your speed and skills and, and I guess development would probably suggest that you're a good pick, mate. So have you had any word on that? And do you know when the team will be announced? I can't say a lot about that right now. But, okay. I mean, I I was uh, doing good all the season. and I'm still getting better. 
And for sure, already in the beginning of the season, there was some people talking about like, hey, we should have Spies uh, a right in the uh, MX on team. Um, but right now, there are getting more and more people who wants to see me riding it. And I'm getting better and better from race to race. So, yeah, I don't know. It's... It's a difficult situation. I mean, we have guys like Tom who are, you know, they have a lot of knowledge about it and I never raced the MX on and they did. Hmm. Uh, also, Tom is riding three or four years already in the MXGP class. Then we got Max Nagel who is, yeah, I think the guy who has the most knowledge. Um, I don't know. Simon in MX2 about... for sure. He's just been a machine, hasn't he? Since yeah, he's coming back from injury. Sure. How, how good's he been? Simon is set for it. I mean, we have no one else who could ride MX2 for him. He is just the best we, we could have. Yes, nobody. Nobody. Um, but for MX1 class, yeah, Max is a good one. Then we, we still got Kenny. And I don't know if you want to ride. If he's going to ride, um, for sure. If Kenny rides, it would be... For me, I would like to see it because I'm still a big fan of Kenny. Um, on the other side, if Kenny rides, um, probably he kicks me maybe out of the team. <laughs> yeah. So that is, yeah, a back and forward for me. <laughs> yeah. He was in I Germany like, last uh, week, wasn't he, Kenny? First, uh, caught up with yeah, he was. Stuff, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he was. Uh, he was there with uh, Jacoby and uh, Tom's brother Tim. Um, it was great to see him here in Germany. Unfortunately, I I didn't see Kenny since 2011, I think. Oh wow! Well, I, I think I was. Yeah, I was. I was running 50 cc's back then, and I think that was one of the last times where Kenny was over here and it was just like a new track opening close to my house and I was there and Kenny was also there to to yeah having some show on it and when I was riding I was stuck in the mud and Kenny just got over um put his bike away and helped me to get up the hill you know this is the last thing I remember um, when I when I saw him, and uh, for sure I would be very happy to to see Kenny, and also if I'm just a reserve rider for the nations, I'm still going there uh, to Ernie, and if Kenny is there, I would be, uh, I think I would be nervous to see him. <laughs> yeah, mate, you might need to put a disguise or a mask on from those German fans again, who will be out in force as well, because they'll uh, they'll get you. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but we will see how how they how they decide uh, who is in the team. And I mean, if they decide that I can ride, I would be very very happy about this um, and proud for sure to to race for my country. Um, that would be yeah, best thing best thing happening to me this season. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Also Thank better. You. Also better than the win I just took last weekend because this is something different. This is for sure next level.
Oh, there's plenty more. Even if you don't make it this year, mate, there's plenty more opportunities because you're so young. But yeah, it's really cool. And yeah, to sort of ask sure. about how your training schedule's been lately. Obviously, you're saying with the team and the infrastructure and the resources, you do get to lob a little bit sometimes. And you know, last time you were saying you were mixing it up with Prado and Hurlings on those training days, and even Nagel, who yeah. you ride with, who's just such a machine still. So. Obviously, you did that time in Italy, so you're really good on hard, good on the sand. You got on everything, mate. So just how's the training been lately and how much have you been mixing it up between the sand and the hard? Or it's just been hard to train because there's so many races, I guess, as well. Yeah, for sure. It is It is hard to train between the races. You cannot ride so much. And also, you cannot travel too much because from traveling, you also get you get exhausted, for sure. You're not, you're not 100%. When you travel like 700 kilometers to the to Belgium or the Netherlands, and go practice there in a week, and then go maybe to Sweden, this is too much. And um, yeah, when the races was in Lommel and and on him, I was going to the west to yeah to the border of of Belgium to training Grevenbroich um, or uh, Eindhoven stuff like that, you know, but. It wasn't so much in the summer. I stay quite much time at home and train on the local tracks here. Um, the bad thing about this is we doesn't have any fast rider in the area here who is keeping up with me. You know, yeah. I'm almost alone. I mean, I have my trainer, uh, Christian Blocker, who is three times German champion. Um, but also him, he can do like one or two fast laps and maybe try to keep up with me. Um, but still, no one can do motos. I have no one to push here. Uh, still, I can do a lot of technique training. Um, in the end, uh, I think I need to do uh, the switch to Lommel in the winter for sure. Um, I'm planning also to move home, my new home to Lommel. And oh, yeah. uh, and uh, train there uh, all winter long. We will see how the weather is, but main time I will be over there and practice with all the other MXGP guys. Oh, that's exciting, mate! And just for next year, are you going to stay with the same team? Have you had any talks with, I guess, any other teams? And yeah, what's the the Lommel move? That's pretty exciting, mate. It's cool to hear. Obviously, all the heavy hitters pretty much live around that area. Most of them are pretty much based there. Obviously, some of the Italian guys you know, spread their time between Rome and there. But that's an exciting thing. Yeah. And obviously a step you felt was necessary for your career, you know, progression. Yeah, yeah. there are some teams that came up to me um, who wants me for 2023 racing MXGP. Uh, but I don't want to switch the team again because I just did in the last two seasons. And, you know, structure is different every time you switch. And structure is very important. So everything is fine where I am now. I'm happy with the team. It's the best team you can have in Germany. And I uh, was talking with them last week uh, about next year. And it's looking it's looking good that I stay. Also, if I have many good other offers where I could go. But for me, in the moment, there's nothing better to go than this team um, and I think I will stay there also um, till maybe factory team will came come up but 
who knows if this will ever happen. <laughs> um, I don't know. We will see. Uh, but for the moment, this is the best decision I can do. Is there an option to do MXGP full-time or would you still be doing the ADAX alongside? Um, we were talking about it to do the whole season next year. It's not easy to do it with the ADAC together because ADAC is very important for German team yeah. and also for, for my sponsors. So we will see. We are having a look on this. Um, it's not 100% that we are riding the, the complete MXGP season next year, but yeah, we are talking about this and see how the winter looks like and how fast I get. And yeah, maybe after the first races, then we look where we are in the championship and decide after this, you know. Yeah, it must be really cool for them having you as part of their team. You know, probably one of the brightest young German riders, you and Simon so talented so it must be great for them they must be really happy and they probably get more sponsors and they people just want to be a part of the program it's cool to have an exciting talent like you coming through mate who's already an mxgp so young you don't have to worry about the age rule you're a bigger bloke you know you do mad whips so it's always good for photo shoots and videos. <laughs> good to promote the company mate so it's all happening isn't it <laughs> yeah for sure i mean have to his uh, team boss he's 70 years old now and he also was uh, growing up the young Max Nagel when he was stepping into the World Championship. And now 20 years later, it's another Max, but Max Bees, who is growing up in the World Championship. I think that's something uh, cool to talk about. And for sure, they are very happy. I, I know, I know they are very happy. Like Herbert was there last weekend. We had just the manager of the team, Kevin. Kevin Gitters, uh, who is yeah, the next generation of the team. When the race was over, Herbert was texting me and said to me, like, Max, why you do it so exciting all the time? You know, he's too old for this. He's too old for this, he said. You cannot do it like that. <laughs> but, yeah, it's it's a great team. It's like It's like a second family for me, and um, we are having a great time when I, when I remember, um, especially uh, Finland in Fanta when it started raining and normally everyone is so busy in this moment, but we were just having fun and doing jokes. Um, you know, everything is feeling, is feeling easy. We are not taking it too serious. Like... Many guys do, they take it too serious and then they are doing a lot of pressure on themselves. Yeah, I think it's a good way to do it more easy and uh, keep the pressure low. Yeah, it's well said. It's pretty cool to be having an environment and a framework to perform so well and feel not so much burden because obviously you see guys, they make the step up to the factory team and the pressure gets overwhelming. The expectations are very heavy, so... You know, you look at Valandrin on the Gebbin team this year, how well he's doing an MXGP and pretty cool. You know, maybe he doesn't want to change, you know, flip the script on that because it's a pretty comfortable setting and he's happy doing it and the results are showing. So yeah. hopefully you sort of keep that up, mate, because obviously the team love you and you love the team. So, and just obviously you're not going to do Turkey this weekend, but you'll be back for Majora and Madeley Basin, I assume. And are you looking forward to those tracks, especially Madeley Basin? Everyone loves that one, don't they? 
for sure. I mean, Madeli is uh, is my favorite track of the year. Um, maybe I was having a talk with my with my boss, and I already asked him like, if, is it possible to race a two stroke in Madeli? Is it possible to race a two stroke? <laughs> he was looking at me like, "Hey, you're crazy." You were the two-stroke champion before, weren't you? Yeah, I am. I am the two-stroke champion, and I love riding two-stroke. And how crazy it would be to race a 300 SX in the MXGP class! And I think I would be the first two-stroke rider to get points since maybe 15 years. I don't know. We need to Google about that, but. That would be a cool ending of the season. I mean, it, this year is a rookie season for me. We are not looking for any championship standings, uh, only in the ADAC now because we are able to get third place. But in MXGP, it's easy. We are going from race to race and try to learn. And maybe the last race of the season can be a fun one again. <laughs> oh, mate, it's going to be exciting. And then if you do the Nations or not, Either way, carry the momentum in, mate. But I guess at this point, you're probably looking forward to having a little bit of time off. It's been a grueling season for you. Two blocks of 12 weeks straight racing. So the body must oh, be feeling yeah. it, mate. So you got any holidays planned? To be honest, I can't believe the season's already over. We have four races to go and the year went by so fast. I can't believe it. Uh, we got two more races of ADAC and two more races of MXGP. Uh, it's crazy. I mean, we have great tracks now, but scaling in two weeks is the next ADAC race. It's a, it's an old uh, world, championship, world championship track also, and it's very fun. Then we got Matjova, who is, yeah, it's a legendary track. I love it. I love it. It's crazy area around there, like racing almost in the village or in the city. That's cool. And then going to Madeli, yeah, we don't need to talk about Madeli. It's it's a little bit like an American track, I say. It's more wide, you, you know, it's a fast track and big jumps, everything what a motocross track needs. Um, and after that, we got uh, the final of the ADAC series in Ritz. And this track is also not so far away from my home. It's uh, in the same region where I live in Brandenburg, uh, two hours away. And it's deep sand. It's almost like Arnhem. And maybe we can get another win on this track. So we will see. Yeah, mate. And any holidays and planned? <laughs> Uh, holidays? No, I think not. I'm not the guy for holidays. <laughs> Just keep working. Yeah, I normally I can't stop working. Normally not. Maybe I some mean, companies there's... need some photo shoots with the whips, mate. Do some stuff for shot and the helmets and everything. What do you think? Maybe you can do something about this. Yeah. <laughs> now there's still one thing planned this season. First of all, I was talking with my camera guy this week already um, to do maybe some blocks of the last other races oh, yeah. because I know a lot of people want to have a behind the scenes and a lot of people likes the other too from other countries so 
we will see. Maybe we do this in the last two rounds. And uh, yeah, then after the season, there's the one video I need to do. That's uh, the two-stroke video. I was looking for this all summer long, but I had no time. I had no time to do it. There was just racing all weekend long. And when there was one week of racing, I was not touching any bike. So, yeah, I need to do this. I need to do this. And uh, I hope the weather is not going so bad after or in the beginning of October. Um, right now, it's looking bad. And we should have summer. And today, we had 13 degrees outside with rain. That's not normal. But I hope that the summer is coming back and we can do some great videos out there in the, the German desert, I can say. <laughs> yeah, mate, absolutely. It's we pretty have, brutal. We have big sandhills over here and that's great free ride spots. And I'm looking forward to do a video that is like uh, the old crusty. Oh, yep. The old crusty demons, you know. Oh, my God. Something the about love it. <laughs> For sure, I want I want to do something old school, and I still have the special gear from Teutschenthal. What is yeah going in direction two thousands? Yeah. So we will see how it turned out. You got a lot of skills on the bike. Obviously, you mentioned you did a lot of BMX on the last one, and your Supercross skills are actually pretty cool, mate. So you get a chance to do any Supercross. I guess it's probably not ideal during the season, but the bike skill is really good, isn't it? You can do a lot of cool stuff on a four fifty, two fifty, whatever, two stroke, four stroke. Yeah. I can ride a lot of bikes. Yeah. <laughs> I can ride a lot of bikes. I mean, if you're a good rider, you can ride everything. And yeah, I'm a tall guy, so I can handle the bike good. You know, um, one thing I want to learn in the future is some freestyle tricks. I already did when we look back to Medley 2021. I was doing a Superman, but I doesn't wanted to do it. It was it was random. Yeah. <laughs> and we got it on a video. So everyone who is interested, um, look my Instagram and scroll a little bit down to 2021. <laughs> that was a big one. We got X Games medley. Maybe we do it again this season, but let's hope we don't. So you got a few <laughs> career options, mate. Supercross or freestyle motocross. There's options after <laughs> the racing. Yeah. One of my favorite riders is also Travis Pastrana. And, yeah. Uh he can do everything, so <laughs> I need to work on my freestyle skills for sure. <laughs> oh, mate, that's awesome to see. And just a couple more before we let you go. It's been a really good chat, this one. And just, I guess, how do you actually deal with the pressure that you guys face? Because obviously it usually can affect performance negatively. You seem to be a pretty relaxed guy and you seem to handle it all pretty well and still be able to perform like I guess you showed on the weekend. So do you find it's a negative thing? And now do you have any sort of strategies to cope with it? I think uh, being relaxed is a is a very good thing. Like as I said already, many people to take it too serious, and I love to have fun at racing. Also, I love to talk with other riders. Like um, you just said, Kevin Flanderin. Um, our teams were staying beside each other in normal, and he was uh, coming behind the truck, and I was having my camper behind the truck. And we just have a quick uh, talk about how was the race. And uh, he was like, oh, you did, you did damn good. Eh? I was like, oh, thank you. Yeah, it's, it's great to hear, you know, because he is also a writer. Like, I have many respect for. Um, actually, there's every writer 
in the top 10 or top 15. I have big respect. And yeah, you know, this is already a great feeling and I enjoy it a lot to be one of them already now in this young age. Um, so yeah, I love racing. Um, I love motocross. So I love everything about it. The fans, the people. Yeah, can't say much about that. <laughs> Yeah, mate, it's all good, mate. It's so much cool stuff going on in the world of motocross. And just before I let you go, your thoughts on the MXGP, obviously Prado, how good he's been this year, doing so well in the qualifying races. And obviously Fever as well, winning six of the last seven. Must be so cool to race those guys every week and just learn from them and just to see where the level is, which is what you're trying to reach. And just a few words on the Lawrence brothers, obviously the Aussie boys winning both titles in America. Pretty impressive, the riding style, speed, skill, mindset. It's so cool to see, isn't it, mate? So, yeah, there's lots to watch. There's, you know, obviously the ADAC this weekend is another great series to watch. So I encourage any fans to watch that, watch you grabbing a win. But, yeah, just your thoughts on racing those guys and how closely do you follow the American scene? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, Prado, he is... I think he can take the win already in, in uh, Majora. So he has such a big gap. Um, he was... Yeah, on rails this season. He is not doing any big mistakes. Just being that consistent rider, um, he really deserved the, the title this season. Roman, yeah, he is also a guy who should deserve it. I was cheering for him also a couple of seasons ago when he was so close to get world champion again. But it's great to race with them and see how far they are still away. Like sometimes... Um, they're not that far away, like in uh, Arnhem, Roman and uh, Mitchell. Uh, they were just staying beside me again. And, you know, he was uh, <laughs> winning the race. That's a great feeling. Like, there's not much distance to the front anymore. Like, sometimes it's more, sometimes less. But still, we did a huge step in the past season. And uh, I'm really looking forward to where we can go in the next one. So, I would try Try our best in the winter to get there and to get the consistent top 10 rider next season. That's also where we can start talking about Jet right now. Dude, this guy's crazy. I mean, he was racing together with me at E5s and I remember it's seven years ago now uh, in Tensfeld where the Alec was last weekend. Um he doesn't have his chest protector with elbow guards there and you need to raise elbow guards. Yeah. And his, his friend just came up to me and asked like, I, uh, could you get, uh, your, or you have a second protector and could you give it to jet? He doesn't have one. I was like, yeah, no problem. I have one. You can take it. Oh, um, cool. just, Remember that and remember fighting with him in the 85s. Uh, it's great to see how far he went already now and great to see what is possible in just a couple of years. So, yeah, big shout out to him. Um, you're a crazy man. <laughs> you're That's crazy. a pretty cool inspiration for you, obviously, seeing how far he's yeah. come, how far you've come and what's possible, isn't it? Yeah, that's... That's great to see. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know if you still know me, but I, I think, yes, we have talked a little bit over here in Germany. But 
Yeah, I would be happy to race against him one time again. So maybe already this year in the Nations or maybe in the future when I'm moving to the US. Uh, we never know what is happening. So I would be happy to race against him in the future. Also, if he's faster, um, it's great uh, to see them winning out there in the, in the United States and how the riding improved, like... When you see him riding, it's so smooth. It's looking looking too easy, actually. Also, with, with Hunter, it's great battles out there in the 250 class. Uh, yeah, I think that dream come true, and I hope also my dream come true to uh, get a ride in the United States in a couple of years, maybe. So, yeah, we will see what the time brings. <laughs> oh, mate, the future is exciting for both of you guys, and, yeah, we'll be keeping track of it with interest for sure. So I was going to ask, what's the week look like ahead? having to relax this weekend, a rare weekend off from racing, I guess recharge the batteries, maybe watch some Bundesliga. What's on the plans, mate? You're going to be doing some uh, freestyle <laughs> skills. <laughs> Bundesliga is not my thing. I don't like I don't like football too much. <laughs> ah. um, yeah, my dad, my trainer said to don't touch any bike this week. That is hard. That is hard to do. Um, maybe some enduro riding on the weekend. I don't know. Bicycle riding for sure. Uh, going to a bike park again uh, one day this week. Uh, and yeah, next week on Tuesday or Wednesday, I start practicing again on hardpack because now after 10, you know, next races on hardpack, uh, I need some um, some time on the bike <laughs> yeah. to get 100% because, you know, now the championship is on. We need to go third. Well, I want to go third in the championship, so we need to be a hundred percent, and I need to practice. I think two days next week to get it. That's awesome, mate! Cheers again for taking the time for doing this podcast. It's the second one we've done now, and it's always great to hear your thoughts and insight in the season. Yeah, it's super cool. So thanks again, mate. Before I let you go, I'll thank the sponsors for the end of this one in AS3 Performance Parts, the home of aftermarket motocross and enduro parts from hardware and protection parts, including skid plates and radio braces, performance cooling parts, such as silicon radiator hoses and oversized impeller kits. AS3 also have a huge range of brake, clutch and gear levers, all with different features and adjustability. Check them out online at as3performance.co.uk. And also, we'd like to thank Kawasaki Motors UK, who are pleased to announce the arrival of the new KLX 140R range. The easy-to-ride lineup offers a 144cc engine plus suspension and push-button electric start, making for great trail blazers. The highly regarded range is ready and willing to add fun enjoyment in 2023. Contact your local off-road dealership for more information. All right, Max, thanks again for joining us, mate. All the best. It'd be great to keep track of your progress and wish you all the success for the rest of the season as well. Thanks a lot. No worries, mate. Thank you.